Welcome to the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast. I am your host, Johnny the Outsider. He is the handsomest man in the business today with the hair with the most and the conditioner, the Luchador Kid. What up, what up, what up? <clears throat> what is up? What is up indeed? Uh, as you probably have gathered, your boys here are struggling with their voices or at least a cough. So <clears throat> we're gonna still bring you the best like we always do, but just bear with us on this one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hodgepodge of things to talk about. Uh, not a lot obviously going on. Uh, camp will be starting soon. So like we'll hopefully be able to pick up and go with some things soon in terms of football, uh, Steeler in particular. Uh, a little bit of wrestling news to cover and just some stuff i'm i work in a school so like i'm obviously off for the summer so i have more time to like just turn on sports mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> there's a couple things yesterday that kind of irked me and me and jj talked about it and we'll we'll give you our take but uh <clears throat> obviously the biggest news in the world right now is heinz field is no more we are Accresher, is that how you say it? Yeah, I Acrisure. think Accresher, Accresher. I don't know. Some insurance brokerage from Michigan bought the rights or whatever to, you know, have their name at the stadium now. I don't know, man. I have, when I first heard the name, oh, I tweeted out something earlier. I was like, I hope it's not some regular boring name. And like, you know me, like, I hope it's not like M M&T Bank Stadium where the Ratbirds play or something stupid like that. Yeah. And then uh, our worst nightmare came true, and it's just this boring, uh, like, corporate name. Like, it doesn't have any pizzazz or any, like, substance or, like, you know what I mean? It isn't, like, it's just, it just seems like, a, I don't know, like WWE-ish type deal. You know, I, I wasn't sure what to make of it at first, mm-hmm. but then I heard Heinz was only paying $3 million a year. For naming rights and Accrature yeah. is paying 10 million and then it all made sense to me yeah the yeah. reason we took the 10 million deal is so that we can afford deontay johnson next year because that's about what he's worth <laughs> um uh, we're looking at fair market <clears throat> for value for deontay johnson's 10 million a year so uh because of the naming rights we can now just have deontay take the check from Accrature and we don't have to you know pay him top receiver money and we'll call it square i think it's a good deal I think it's a pretty good deal. It all makes sense, man. See, when you lay it down like that, like it's too much sense. If it means we're not going to be paying him DeAndre Hopkins or like you know top wide receiver money, then you can call us Barbie Stadium for all I care. Stadium, <laughs> Charmin, Charmin <laughs> Soft Stadium. <laughs> oh man! Because the Steelers are going to be the shit standard of the NFL if they don't get their uh, life together here soon. Yeah, dude, it kind of worries me. Like, I know this is like unrelated, but like, you know, I'm like a, a conspiracy theorist sometimes, but I don't know if this is a conspiracy, but like, it seems like lately, whenever Art Rooney says something, like, oh, we're going to for sure going to try to work on keeping the name as, as Heinz. And like, it's not. 
You know, like there was something else that he'd said earlier in the offseason. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it's going to happen. Rooney said so. And then it just blows up in your face, man. Um, yeah, I mean, going back, he said Mason was the guy. Yeah. That's not the case. Uh, he said we're going to work on the running game. And obviously that's not the case. All right. So, yeah. Basically, right now, if Art Rooney said something, this no, it's going to be the opposite. <laughs> oh man, that's not that's not good. Oh, we'll see what happens, man. I, I guess they're trying to work on something to keep the ketchup bottles, which is kind of dopey. Like, but I mean, it's kind of cool. Uh, but you know, those things are as good as gone. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. I'm still going to call it Heinz Field. I mean, that's what we grew yeah. up with. So I mean, it's always going to be Heinz to me. I, mean, I can't I'm... imagine saying Accusure Field. Like, hey, welcome to Accusure Field. I'm Lame. sure some people still call it Three Rivers Stadium or whatever. So, all right. Well, I got tore down, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's just going to be Heinz Field. I mean, yeah. Heinz Ward plays there. I know it's not the same spelling, but like that, just the history. Um, plus, all my best memories are going to be there um, since apparently. We're not going to give Mr. Trubisky a team to win with. And um, it's a shame. It really is. It's a damn shame. Shit. And Even Ben Roethlisberger agrees that it's a damn shame. You know, he saw his tweet yeah. where he's like, I can't believe it. It's not true. Like, or whatever, you know. And like Ben's, you know, got gave us a lot of good memories. But like, unfortunately, the last playoff game that was won there was from the Browns as Heinz Field. Yeah, I know, man. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough, that's a tough pill. To that's a tough. But. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, the, you know, the Browns are going to be, all their fans are going to be like, yeah, well, we, we were your last playoff win you the Heinz field. You know how dumb they are. You know how dumb they sound. Yeah. To argue. Doing their best yeah. impression right there. <laughs> Sorry. All those nameless gray faces. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess if we're going to go into a losing streak, um, maybe it's better that we go with a new stadium for a while. Because um, at least we won our last home game there. So yeah, we have true. the taste of victory in our mouths, whereas going into Akershire can be a lot of nausea and <laughs> headache and uh, regret. Yeah, I feel like I could see it, man. I mean, we, we said we we're gonna go eight and nine. I think seven, seven, seven and ten, maybe. Ten, seven, yeah. Um, yeah, another mediocre season. I'm pretty sure what we said, but I mean, yeah. you don't have to listen. I mean, people that you know that listen to us know these things like years in advance or months in advance, but you know, they won't tell you that I mean, out there. We told you Minko was gonna get re-signed, and he did. So there's that. Told, um, told you about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Told you about Pat Fryermuth, TJ Watt. No big deal. I mean, we don't we don't know what we're talking about, man. Shit. I will say, uh, hmm. having Minka sign, like we could have done something more to get Kyle Hamilton. Like yeah. if we weren't if we weren't if we weren't gonna shore up the offensive line like we should have. Like the fact that we didn't try to get Jordan Davis, knowing that stuff onto it was going to be a huge question mark, or get Kyle Hamilton. Um, Real quick, that's another thing that Art Rooney was optimistic about was Stefan to it playing this year. So I mean, 
Not looking good, man. All right, Rooney over here dropping the bag. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Sorry. Go ahead, well, what are you going to say? Man? <laughs> no, I was just, listen, I saw a bunch of Steeler fans and media heads tweeting out like, oh, Kenny Pickett's out there putting in work with Pat Fryer move. Da, 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 da. You know, let's put in work with the uh, Steelers legend. Not that Pat's a legend yet, but he should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, when his career is all said and done. Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green went in and put in the work with Marquise Pouncey. How did that work out? Go on. I'll wait. Tell me how great of a year he, he's having. Yeah, already. Her head. Well, this year he's competing with Kevin Batson for left guard after going training with Pouncey. So, I mean, uh, it just spells disaster, man. I don't know. I just, he, that guy, is he going to even be in the league after his rookie contract's up? Seriously. All signs point to no. All right. Yeah. I, like, I, I just don't think, like, center, obviously, you have to snap the ball, then get your hands up. There's more to it than just guarding, I right. guess. Yeah. Defend, de- call, defending the defenders. Call uh, but assignments and stuff. I just, I just don't. The, uh, the other tangibles weren't there for me with him. Right. Running down the field looking lost, uh, not knowing who to block. Uh, he just didn't have the speed, it looked like, to keep up with defenses in the NFL. Like the quickness. Footwork, obviously. Right. Him. Like the fact that he didn't know to hike the ball. Uh, like, God bless the kid, but I just, it's a wasted pick. And then when you look at Kenny Pickett, you take him with the first round draft pick. Like, he doesn't really get as much, you know, he's got to come in and perform. Mm-hmm. And with that old line, I think we're setting up for failure anyways, but... Poor Najee. I, again, just... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. We, we said the Steelers are going to kill that kid, and now all, all the media heads are also jumping on that as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no big deal. It's uh, it's... Just, I just don't get taking a quarterback that doesn't do anything exceptionally better than Trubisky besides he's younger, I guess. By like Um, two years, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's just, yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough knowing what we could have had, you know? Mm. It's going to be tough knowing what we could have had and what we're dealing with. But speaking of what you could have and what you're dealing with, um, I tweeted out earlier, late last night, but shout out to the Browns uh, throwing uh, poor Baker Mayfield under the bus for character issues and then signing a guy with 24 character issues to the biggest contract in NFL history. Um, you guys might be able to hang it over our heads that you beat us at, at, in Heinfield for the last playoff game there. Man, you guys are just classic. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You, I, I'm not going to defend Baker. I think he's probably a knucklehead myself. You're not going to come out and stand on like your soapbox and 
stand up there and beat your chest that Baker was a problem and then sign a guy with 24 problems and then <laughs> act like you guys are the moral high ground. Say that again. The last part. <clears throat> I was just saying, like, you get, the, the Browns can't stand up there and act like they're on some moral high ground. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> above, above Baker Mayfield. And you sign Deshaun Watson, who settled 20 of the 24 cases, and I think four are still open mm-hmm. pending criminal charges. Didn't they say that he was only going to get suspended for, like, five or six games? Is that, like, the latest? But who knows? I mean, I, I don't know until it happens. But, I mean, I, I, he should be suspended longer, but I don't want to, you know. As as the Steeler fans, like the shit we got for Ben, basically is the same thing. Accusations that were settled. There's two of them. Mm -hmm. Kind of one of them got thrown out, actually, right? I'm pretty sure. One of them gets thrown out, the other one gets settled. So he basically got six games reduced to four, right? Uh, I think I think that's right. So you got six games reduced to four for one settled allegation. So by that logic, Sean Watson should be up to eighty games for twenty settled cases. For real, man. I mean, it'd be one hundred and twenty. Once you take it down to two games, like I, I just it's, it's a funny world we live in, where like. That's, that's fine. You can, you can say Ben was accused of rape and Sean's just accused of pulling out his junk and playing with it in front of people, but like, I would argue it's still pretty just as bad when you're a poor masseuse that feels trapped by a pretty athletic football player <laughs> in a room, naked. <laughs> it's the implication, man. You guys ever like, seen Always Sunny Philadelphia like, episode? <laughs> Like, if they didn't feel uncomfortable, they would have just left the room and, like, because they didn't feel safe and secure, like, they had no idea what to do. So, again, Brown fans trying to stand on their soapbox and be like, ah, Deshaun's different than Ben. Uh, Baker was an issue, but Deshaun's a stand-up class act. Like, you guys never change. Never change. That's why you guys will (laughs) always be losers. But you can can hang on to that one playoff win at Hinesfield. Uh, we'll take what, like sixty years, minus you know, off season here or there. Right. We'll take those consistent over. success over one, yeah. one, uh, one, good year. one good year where the Steelers shot themselves in the foot more so than you guys actually doing anything. But you know. say, the Steelers didn't gift you with thirty turnovers. <laughs> they would have came back and won in the second half. So. <laughs> you guys got there and lose to. Uh, Jake Delhomme or whoever the Chiefs treaded out there <laughs> the fourth quarter. Oh, or... One of those guys, Kurt Warner and a Walker, who knows? <laughs> Somebody like that. Touchdown, Tommy Maddox. There you yeah, go. I put down the grocery bag in for a little bit. <laughs> uh, shit. Maybe he was the insurance salesman. I forget what Tommy did, but shout out to Tommy Maddox. <laughs> um, <laughs> but enough harping on the Browns fan. Just had to get that out of the system. Um, I just, I, you guys just make me laugh. That's all I can say. You guys will never fail to entertain me and your 
moral superiority complex. Yeah, there you go. So they ran the problem out of town, so their their hands are clean. <laughs> yeah, until Deshaun goes, all right, well, now that all those allegations are behind me, how about you guys hook me up with a uh, massage uh, session or two in 24? Oh, man. You know, every time that guy's going to go out, there, there's this is going to be like articles. So Deshaun Watson over here at the uh, red light district or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't partake in any of those extracurricular activities. Dog, dog pound or whatever dog pound district. There you go. Literally probably dog out there. Gross. Gross. That's Cleveland. Gross. Right? Gross. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, I've been to Cleveland once or twice, like actual Cleveland. And it wasn't, it's not like going into Pittsburgh, though. I'm sorry. This is something that feels right about being in Pittsburgh. When I'm in Cleveland, I feel disgusted. Like I need a shower. 24-7. I, I feel the same way after I visit Cincinnati, man. Jesus Christ. Talk about yeah, another asshole. Unfortunately, <laughs> I never had the misfortune of going to Cincinnati. But uh, it's probably is a perfect segue to the next segment I heard on the TV yesterday. Um, oh boy, I I am forever forever grateful for everything you've done for the Steelers, Ryan Clark. Even calling them out in recent years, as you should. However, <laughs> I'm sorry, but can we stop trying to make Lamar Jackson a thing? <laughs> like we we need we just need to stop at this point. Like if Lamar Jackson is a thing, he will go out there, he will win, and do what you guys all claim he is. But as of now, you guys have him like up there with Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. Like, listen to you guys talk about this guy. Like, He's already won five Super Bowls. He's on the cusp of winning six. God, every year, dude. Every year. This is year five. He has one playoff win. Okay, If he was as good as you guys say he is, I know he got hurt last year, but guess what? He's a running quarterback. It's going to happen. He put on a bunch of muscle this offseason. Guess what? Slower. <laughs> Cardio is going to be worse. Yep. Ask any, any professional fighter. As they bulk up, they lose cardio. So if he thinks he's going to be able to do all the running and dancing and twirling, like, I got news for you. Like, yeah, LeBron probably has a lot more muscle and more athletic than most people, but basketball's a lot different than football. So I would be cautionary of a running quarterback putting on a bunch of muscle thinking that's going to be the solution to his injury. Oof. And miss me with the – if Lamar Jackson played on the Bengals, they would have won the Super Bowl last year. Man. If Lamar Jackson was on the Bengals, he would have been injured – just like Joey B got injured his first year, but it'd be even worse for him as a running quarterback. What, what, no, what no was his reasoning? Off. What was his reasoning for saying that? Because he's saying Aaron, that he's, saying, he's, he's doing you know the typical move the goalposts. Well, if if Lamar had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, J- Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, plus that athletic ability that he has, like he'd be lighting up the field. You know, all he has to do is be like, uh, but he can't Chase throw the like, ball. He can't Jamar throw the ball. Ch- <laughs> He's like, Jamar Chase is out there somewhere. 
So, uh, yeah, that's true, but he still has to be able to get the ball to him. And his decision-making has shown critical moments. It is not the best decision-making. Lee would have been the reason the Lions got their first win if the Lions didn't lion. Leave the middle of the field wide open and then uh, have arguably the best kicker, maybe Boswell give him a run for his money down the line, set the longest field goal record in NFL history. Like a miracle. Like you literally, literally no. needed a miracle to beat the Lions. You know, I mean, you're setting a, a record <laughs> to beat them. Like you, you can say the Steelers tied him. That was Mason Rudolph. If you're saying the benchmark is Mason Rudolph tying them and you guys beating them with arguably Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning combined and one football player. (laughs) I'm sorry, RC. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I I get it. You're retired. Maybe you're enjoying some extracurricular activity before you go on. (laughs) It's legal in most states. I I wouldn't, like, and it's not just RC. It's all y'all. Like, if Lamar is this guy, Patrick Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. Um, Josh Allen was one of the greatest football games ever played away from another conference final or yeah, um, AFC you know championship. Like Joey B in two years coming off an ACL injury already went to the Super Bowl. Like this is what we're looking at. Um, I would argue Justin Herbert's <laughs> Better oh, yeah. than Lamar Jackson as a football player without a playoff win. Facts. But I will. I will give you the argument that Lamar at least has won a playoff game, but no one's out here saying that Herbert is <laughs> the greatest thing since Tom Brady in his younger years. Okay, no one's out here hyping him up like that. Oh, I'll man. recognize that he's very good, potentially great, potentially an all-time quarterback eventually, but. The other thing to remember with Lamar is he's had an all-time defense. He's had a number one rushing attack. I know he's a big part of the rushing game, but if you have a like top five defense and the number one running game, that's normally a success. Yeah, just look at the Steelers. Just look at the Steelers with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, that's just – I mean, also, if, if everybody wants to – you know, know how we feel about Lamar Jackson. Just look up the when we had Daniel on from the the Baltimore page. I mean, spitting facts, man. Nothing that we that we're saying right now has changed from you know over the years of Lamar criticizing Lamar Jackson because we see him for what he is, man, a running quarterback. And if you can't accept that, man, that's just like your bias and fandom. You know, I mean, yeah, he's if, he's a if, decent running quarterback, but. <laughs> Not you guys just wanted to come out here and tell me like he's a really good quarterback. He had winning playoff games. Um, the potential's there. He could make a run if he doesn't make a mistake. And sure, I'll 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 accept that. You guys are all coming out here like I get. Dak has it. Has Dak won a playoff game? That that was kind of the context of this. I th- I think he beat Green Bay. I think he beat Green Bay. Because that was that was kind of the context of it is that the and they asked fifty NFL execs, coaches, players, top ten quarterbacks in the league. Let's see here. And one in three in the playoffs, I guess. So yeah, I mean it's just, just as good as Lamar. So um that was a 
context is like they were freaking out because Dak beat out Lamar Jackson. Off the top of my head, I think it was Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Dak, Tom Brady. Um, and four other quarterbacks. I can't think of, think of all of them, but they were all <laughs> losing their minds that Lamar didn't make it in the top 10. On, on the podcast with Daniel, like we said, like not <laughs> there's arguably better quarterbacks in the top 10. Joey B was seven in there somewhere. Um, Allen, Justin Herbert, right. Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr might have been. No, Derek Carr, Derek Carr didn't make it. No, he didn't make it in uh, because Con Coward was butthurt about that. On his, oh, his um, um, the usual suspects, Rodgers, Mahomes. I think we said we'd take Brady over Lamar. <laughs> Pretty sure. Something like that. Uh, yeah. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy not to. Matthew Stafford. Um, that was the big one. That was when you were all in on Matthew Stafford. When, oh, yeah. Stafford, Stafford was yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. All right, so Dak Prescott, 10. Well, this is CBS's, I guess. So, Lamar Jackson's 9 on there. Russell Wilson. So, I, of course, CBS has Tom Brady at 10 because probably uh, what, what's his face does the... Uh, uh, Chris Collins probably did CBS list. Mm, 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 mm. All right, so this this was the NFL's the NFL's rankings based on the execs, coaches, scouts, and players: Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. I I I don't see how you make the argument for Lamar Jackson above any of those guys. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Mm. Um, Maybe Dak, but like you can't be mad about it. Like I, I don't see how you make the argument that like for sure he should be there. I don't see how you make the argument that he should be there above. Like for sure should be there. Like I, if he was above Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, I'd have no problem with it, but. I I, just, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, according, this is an excuse they're saying why you should. Uh, this is Warren Sharp on Twitter, but Lamar Jackson had his team number one season AFC in early December, despite being the number one most injured team in history, ranked number one in the NFL, throwing outside the numbers, and was top 10 in the NFL in rush yards when healthy. And after injury, Baltimore went 0-5. But I think if we looked at his numbers, um, numbers that weren't that great passing-wise last year. Uh, 16 touchdowns is 13 interceptions. So, like, was it really because of Lamar Jackson? Right. Like, 16 of 13, like, that's not much better than, like, a Baker Mayfield when he's healthy, you know? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like, comparatively, like, 26 and 9, 36 and 6, 6, that well. So, two seasons before that, like, I guess you make the argument. He was a bigger deal for his team, but 
I mean, pretty sure 16 and 13 isn't, you know, elite quarterback play. So, uh, what was his fans? Um, who's a W eating quarterback? Oh, Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like his numbers, you know? I don't know. Is it? Well, I think Jameis Winston probably does better. Like, wasn't he lighting up the league in the first half of the I season? I mean, he did lead the league in touchdown passes that one year, <laughs> despite throwing 30 interceptions. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I, I just, like, so based on old Warren's tweet about, I'm pretty sure the AFC was, like, he had his number one seed in the AFC. Pretty sure that wasn't that big of a lead in in early December. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably looking too much into this, but like I said, <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot to let's see. It was NFL standing week week eleven. So yeah, he's saying he's saying that he had him in the number one seed at seven and three, which the Tennessee Titans were eight and three, the Bengals six and four, the Patriots seven and four, the Bills six and four, the Colts six and five, Chiefs seven and four, Chargers six and four. So like he had him. It's not like it was like a dominant lead, right? Yeah. We're talking one game. The Titans actually had the number one seed heading into week 12. So, so whack, man. Like, you guys keep trying to move the benchmark for this guy. And, and it's every year. It's every year, man. But like uh, if, he was, if he was this guy, he would have already made it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, he'd be counting all the rings in one hand here. Um, did you see that uh, ESPN ha- had a poll of the top 10 running backs entering the 2022 season? And Lamar Jackson's number one. Yeah, no, he <laughs> <laughs> should be, right? Um, do you want me to read off the list or you want me to tell you where Najee Harris is at? I saw it. Najee was eight, right? Yeah, Najee was eight. I, I would say that's fair, maybe, but I, like, I thought it's, uh, it's one of those things. Are we talking about pure talent or just based on? where he's going to end up because of the team we put around him. All right. I don't know. Um, like executives, players, coaches, and scouts. But they have Christian McCaffrey ahead of him at number seven. Can that kid even stay healthy? How many full seasons has he even played? One? I think. I think it's just one. Yeah, I had one. They got Joe Mixon at six. Alvin Kamara at five, which is kind of shocking to me. Uh, Dalvin Cook at four. Eh. You know what? Do we even know what his Alvin Kamara's status is for the season? Didn't he like beat the crap out of someone? Yeah, like he might not even play like half the season. I think he's already suspended like a couple of games. I, I, I'm pos- I'm pretty positive that's the case. Um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think wasn't wasn't there like a note uh, during the Minnesota game against the Steelers where like 
Dalvin Cook was like in a slump, and then he had his first pretty like a 200 yard game against the Steelers, which is not surprising. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb, I, I think Nick Chubb should be like number one, but ahead of him are Jonathan Taylor. He's pretty, Jonathan Taylor's a stud. And obviously, number one is Derrick Henry. I mean, that guy doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, and plus with the, the situation they have in Tennessee right now where there could potentially be a quarterback battle. Who knows? Probably not. But I mean, are you really going to roll with Ryan Tannehill for another year? I mean, did they did they resign him? I think they gave him an extension. But did why would get? you do that? They got Malik Her- or Malik Willis, in the third, yes. and then they got uh, that cat that uh, Trey Burks. I'm pretty sure from Arkansas after they got after they traded AJ Brown to the Eagles. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just. I don't even know why uh, Tannehill's still in the league. Sorry, Brian, but, you know, you're uh, – He got him in the playoffs and made everyone think they were legit, so that'll that'll buy you some time. That's true. But, yeah, Yeah. I think Nick Nick Chubb should be number one, honestly. That kid kid can do everything. I'm not not mad at Derrick Henry. Um, Jonathan Taylor, like, it's – tough throwing them in at number two like his rookie season was pretty good obviously mm-hmm. last year but like I'm, we're looking for the like consistent <laughs> consistency you know right um, now he's got Matt Ryan as his quarterback I mean mm, a lot of people are hyping that up too uh, oh Matt Ryan's gonna take him to the promised land is he though is he I mean who does he have to throw to Michael Pittman I can even get the ball to Julio Jones in the red zone so yeah, Julio Jones, yeah <laughs> For real, the guy couldn't like Julio Jones would get him all the way down the end of the field, and uh, all of a sudden Matt Ryan couldn't. Matt Ryan blew a twenty-eight-three lead. Like I, I know I blame Shanahan's play calling a lot for a lot of it, but like yeah. at the end of the day, like Matt Ryan still had to make some plays and he couldn't do it. So it was a twenty-eight-to-three lead. So right. and it wasn't like he was a young quarterback either. He was well seasoned, <laughs> like a well like a veteran. So what is right? But. Uh, you know, it is what it is with that. Like, realistically, with a real offensive line, like, there's no reason Najee couldn't be number five. Maybe beats out Dalvin Cook, so maybe number four. Um, and who knows? I mean, <laughs> he could definitely beat out Jonathan Taylor. But, again, with, with what he has to work with this year and last year, like, it's going to be a miracle if he gets to play like a full career. For real. I don't think they so. even addressed the backup running back spot yet, right? It's still a bunch of no names and uh, Benny Snell. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, riding the McFarland train after last year, but um, I, I will wave to it from the, the station, but I will not be on it. Um, Might hop on it when it comes he, back around. As I say, if you get it together when it comes back to the station, maybe I'll give it another EMO. Let's go. But uh, I, I still don't even know what happened last year. You know, obviously he had the injury, but then when he came back, I don't know if it's a character issue or Who knows? What, but it's a damn shame if it is because there's definitely the potential to give us that threat from the backfield, but I, I I was just going by what I saw in the field. So 
all stat wise and obviously I don't know the guy and I haven't heard anything about his character, but the Steelers are usually pretty hush hush about that kind of stuff. But fans have traded this year, we'll know why. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there you go. See, now we know. I mean, so um, yeah, man, I don't know. I I I just hope and pray that Najee has a good year. <laughs> but you know, going with what you said. Uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully they bring in a veteran or something, or maybe one of those new DFAs stands out, but I just don't we won't know until camp, and that's what two two weeks away, a week away. They got they gotta know that they can't do what they did, did to Najee last year. Right. Like you just can't do it to that kid. The the kid's young, all the potential in the world. Right. Don't don't turn him into Barry Sanders, oh. Megatron. Oof. Uh Andrew Luck, like have him retire before his prime because you guys can't keep him healthy. Yeah, that's true. And plus, they're, they're trying to make him the face of the franchise, right? Like, one of the faces, along with TJ yeah. Watt and Cam Haven, like, we, like, you say all those things, but I mean, for good, realistically, for good what have you done? You know, for, for good reason. He's a good kid, got a good head on his shoulders, obviously, um, does a lot for the community, but I mean, Someone, someone who's smart like that, like they're not gonna stick around and just get beat up over and over again for. I mean, his mentor is uh, Marshawn Lynch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like if you think for one second the guy's not smart and is gonna give his life for a team that obviously isn't, you know, giving back to him for all he's given to them, then I, I feel like you're mistaken. Right. <clears throat> We're going to talk about a waste of a first-round draft pick, then. Max. Looking at looking at you, Panthers and Giants. Don't make him another Saquon Barkley or uh, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. <clears throat> Have you seen those off-season off workout pictures of Saquon Barkley, though, dude? That guy looks like a freaking Greek god out there. I mean, he's always had the physique. <laughs> it's just like... Which, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Once again, Lamar Jackson fans, having all that muscle and being a running back isn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily translate. And there you go. See, making connections here. Plus, how many, how many jacked quarterbacks have been successful in the NFL? Like, jacked. Mm, I can't think of one. Like, there's just something about, like, mechanics and stuff, right? Yeah, like they're too too stiff. They don't have a lot of flexibility if you're super jacked. But, I mean, what do I know? I'm not. Like, look at Tiger Woods when he put on all that muscle and then started, like, he hasn't been able to win. Yeah, yeah. Grand a tour event. So, it's just some positions, like, you need to be in shape, but you don't have to look like a – like even Brady, even uh Even what's-his-face, uh, DK Metcalf commented, like, on his biceps, and it's like – quarterback's more about mechanics not you know looking like a greek god like you said right (laughs) this is crazy to me man oh oh well what do we know what do we know we've we've never been right about anything just a couple of scrubs man shout out to game cloth but (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't know good good scrub um yeah any let's see, anything else? Did we talk about anything else football-wise yesterday? 
No, really? not really. Just waiting for camp to roll roll around. I that. that pretty much covered. Like, uh, real quick, shout out to Volkanovski. Uh, that dismantling of Max Holloway. I, I don't care what everyone says about Jose Aldo. Like, I don't think the featherweights have seen anyone like Volkanovski, and that's with me thinking he for sure lost his second fight against Holloway. Um, that third fight was. It was a dismantling, bro. To put in that kind of work against Holloway and just make him look like Holloway's made so many look in the past, like that's it's crazy. Like I, I want to, if you would have told me he would have won the fight going into it, I wouldn't have been surprised. But if you had told me he would have made Holloway look silly out there, I, I would would have never believed you until I saw it from my own eyes. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, just it just seemed like like they had referenced it during the fight, but just seeing Volkanovski just like on a whole another level. And like yeah. there, like when you watched it, it was like it was so apparent from like his movements to his speed to his striking, uh, just just you know taking apart Holloway and his his defense. Just like it was just nuts. It was crazy. It was it was like watching John Jones fight. I don't know, just like how it was just. It just looked so effortless for Wolkanowski too, like easy, smooth, like just another day. You Apparently, I mean? he broke his thumb in the fight. He has to have surgery on his thumb, so I don't know what round he ended up breaking it in. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? As many hits as he was landing on Holloway, like as as many of them. I mean, shout out to Holloway. I mean, legendary toughness for not getting. Like, I, I think. I think Volkanovski finishes a lot of other guys, especially going that hard for five rounds. But if you're Holloway, maybe maybe you put down the streaming for a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, it's tough because he's obviously good enough to beat everybody else in the division. Right. If he's ever wanting to be champion, like you're gonna have to put down the streaming and get you know you're probably gonna have to spar, do things that you haven't done in a while. Because um, Volkanovski right now is just on another level, and you know he's talking about going up in another weight class. The guy used to be two hundred pounds, so like playing rugby. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about his skills transferring to one fifty five. Um, I mean, he was in a really deep guillotine choke by Ortega, who has the best, probably the best guillotine choke in the UFC, if not. At least one of the top three, mm-hmm. and he got out of it. So I don't, I don't know that Oliveira is going to be able to finish him on the ground. Um, I'm not going to doubt Oliveira, but he also gets caught. He gets caught a lot. Mm-hmm. He got caught against Justin Gaethje. If Gaethje would have thrown caution to the wind, because I think that's how you got to. That's how you got to beat Oliveira. Is you got to just go for it. Mm-hmm. You can't worry about that legendary jujitsu like. If you let him recover, and he, he's one of those guys that needs to get hit to get his confidence. Um, so, like, you can't let him just sit there, recover, and then come up with a game plan. Right. Uh, that, that, that seems to be, like, what he does against everybody. Um, Chandler, Gaethje, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... I, I think that's a really interesting fight because I, I don't think Volkanovski would fear his jujitsu necessarily, but 
I, I don't know that you can knock out Volkanovski though either. So even if he lets Oliveira back up, right? I don't know. He's got really good takedown defense. Um, he's just kind of like a miniature like house or tank out there. So yeah. obviously Oliveira could get on his back. Um, he's so big and lanky, but I don't know that Volkanovski probably just runs him through the cage. Right. I, right. <clears throat> I agree. I agree with that, man. I think it's a really interesting fight, but if Oliveira is really going to wait around for Conor McGregor because he says he wants to get paid, uh, I think you do Chandler oh, and Volkanovski. I think that fight makes all the sense in the world. Chandler's just chomping at the bits to fight anyone, so cool. I, I think that's a great fight. What was Chandler's last fight? Didn't he win? Who did he, who did he beat? <sighs> yes, was it Gaethje? No, he lost to Gaethje, but then he came out and oh, who did he? He beat the brakes off him. Um, uh, it's, it was it was somebody notable though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was definitely a household name. This is why it's unfortunate. I can't think of who. <laughs> um, oh, who was it? He won uh, your boy Dave Meltzer's MMA match of the year. Oh my God, Dave Meltzer! Oh, Tony Ferguson, yeah. Tony Ferguson, that's knocked right. him though. Freaking, uh, yeah. no one's ever knocked out Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, it was like a head kick or something. It was, or was, yeah, it, it, it was a front kick down the middle, right on the money. Oh God, just right on the money. Did Ferg retire? Is yeah. he still? Uh, man, dude. What, what what is there left for him to do though? I mean, you know, usually when you get knocked knocked out like that, don't they come easier the next time you I fight? Mean, like... Maybe 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 Dana gives him. Uh, I mean, look, he's on what, a four fight losing streak, but Bruh. I mean, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, Benil Darius, Michael Chandler. So it's not like it's not like he's fighting these unranked like nobodies and getting starched. Right, like poor Donald. Cerrone. God bless him for retiring. He should have done it a long time ago. But right. I mean, Donald Cerrone's getting knocked out by Alex Moreno. Um, Mason you know, Rudolph. Anthony, Anthony Pettis was isn't like <laughs> isn't like a no name, but like who who does Anthony Pettis really beat? Um, although I feel like I feel like that was the one that was could have went either way. Right. Um, he would have lost to Nico Price, but because of repeated eye pokes, Nico lost a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became a no contest because Price tested positive for marijuana. So oh. apparently, apparently that wasn't legal in the fight game at the time in 2020. I'm pretty sure like they don't give a shit now. But um, I mean, Sony's last win with Al Iaquinta. So <laughs> all, the way, wow. all, the way, all the way back in 2019. So. Man, that's a long time ago. Was that like after Al yeah. was like got more notoriety for hanging with Khabib? Yeah, that was when was he, that? Young was Khabib that day, and then like he lost every fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he lost, he lost to Donald Cerrone, lost to Dan Hooker, who everybody beats anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, poor guy. At least, at least he can hang his hat on. He beat Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee talked a lot of shit to him. 
So Kevin Lee, where's that cat at now in Bellator? He's fighting, he's fighting in Khabib's like fight promotion. Oh really? Wow. He got last year or something. Man, he was supposed to be something yep. big. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, he I guess he fought Diego Sanchez. Oh God! And March this year, he won. But I mean, <laughs> does that really say that? <laughs> yeah, like, does that really say that he? You know, he had a weird career because he beat Michael Chiesa, who is like on a tear now. Mm-hmm. Lost to Tony Ferguson, beat Edison Barbosa, then lost to. Ally Quinta, Rafael Dos Anjos, and beat Gregor Gillespie, and then lost to Oliveira, and then Daniel Rodriguez. Mm. I wonder when Daniel fights again. That dude. Man, it's been over a year since he fought. He must be injured. When's the next the big event? He's not. I'm able I feel to like watch I feel like, now. I feel, I feel like it's the end of the month. Uh... That's a pretty good fight. That, the card wasn't stacked or anything, but the main event was pretty good. The RDA got knocked out. Oh, come on. I feel like it's the end of the month or the first weekend in August. ESPN uh, so the next fight is actually Yair Rodriguez versus Ortega this this Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's at 10 a.m. It's at 10 a.m. on ABC of all. Whoa. Yair Rodriguez. I can't even talk. Yair Rodriguez and um, Ryan Ortega. Ryan Ortega. Dang. That's going to be a good one. Uh, your girl, the Cruddy Hotties on it. Oh, yeah, Michelle Watterson. Shane Burgers is fighting Charles Jordan. Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate. Uh, Ricky Simon, who has one of the best mullets in the game. Uh, Li Zheng Liang got murdered by Kamza. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, It'll be a pretty good free fight. Uh, not bad, the next, not bad. next pay-per-view is July 30th, Pena versus Nunez 2. Mm. Um, Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France. That'll be a fun fight. Derek Lewis is fighting Sergey Pavlovich. Okay. <laughs> Magomed Ankalov versus Anthony Smith. That's Anthony Smith? Card. He's still around. That's the heavyweight that almost beat John Jones, right? Uh, the same thing? Or? No, no, no. Um, he did fight John Jones for the title, and, and he could have won the title on a DQ, but he, unlike uh, what's-his-face, Algermain didn't want to win that way, so he said he could keep going. <laughs> and, right, okay, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're looking at a potential title contender match right here. Anthony Smith is plus 350. Because Magomed has destroyed everyone, but Anthony Smith has been on a tear lately, so it'll be interesting. 
Right. Okay. Um, but between the Ortega and Rodriguez fight, uh, Curtis Blades is fighting Aspinall, Tom. That'll be a really interesting fight. Um, Jack Hermanson's fighting Chris Curtis. Patty Pimblett, who's like the darling of the UFC right now. Your boy, uh, Alexander Gustafsson is fighting. Oh, man. I think I think his first fight at heavyweight, if I'm not mistaken. He's at heavyweight now? No, I guess that's light heavyweight. I thought he moved up to heavyweight for some reason. Yeah, did, uh, yeah that's right. How long, how, when was the last time he fought? I feel like it's the first time I heard his name in a long time. Well, so he retired after he lost to Verdum. So he did, he did fight one fight at heavyweight against Verdum. And he retired after that because he lost, let's say, he lost to Jones in 2018, then Anthony Smith in 2019. So he's basically been fighting once a year. Um, mm. This is his first fight in over two years, though. So, wow. about two years to the date. Um, um, <laughs> he might actually, kid. Interestingly enough, he might have been the last one to beat. Uh, he might have been the last one to beat Glover to share before he lost to Prochaska mm. at the last pay per view. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Glover lost to Corey Anderson, too. Yeah, Glover was on a one, two, three, four, five, six fight, one streak, too. Wow. Crazy. That's a shame. Crazy. Dude's, the dude's like 40, right? 38, 40. Maybe older than that. I think you know the same guy. He's in his forties, but right. yeah. So there's a, there's some really good card, fight cards coming up. Oh yeah, pretty interesting. Not sure. Not sure why ESPN has Corey Anderson, Ryan Bader on this <laughs> heavyweight. Uh. Been in the UFC in a hot minute, but. Oh, but, man, Ryan Bader. Bader, master. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, so I forgot, I forgot, forgot all about this, but uh, Jordan Levitt said if he beats Petty Pimblet, he's going to twerk on him. <laughs> um, so that'll be, that'll be something. Oh, wow. Is that, that's going to be on the ABC card, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Well, no. Wait, uh, is this one? Of no, no. This is this is uh, ESPN Plus. Okay. This is not this weekend, but the next weekend. Okay. We got to talk about that. Uh, yeah, Rodriguez, Brian Ortega fight when it happens. We got to see that man. Uh, Brian Ortega is a favorite in the fight, uh, which is fair because his last two fights have been against. Well, no, I, I guess he fought Korean Zombie and made him look silly. But yeah, I saw mean, great. Yeah, yeah, your Rodriguez, right? Gave him that one elbow with the only oh, no. seconds. Korean, Korean zombie was gonna win that fight, and she didn't get caught with zero seconds left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And that was a sick elbow. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a sick elbow. But... <laughs> oh man, some WWE stuff right there. Can't write that. Didn't make any sense. That was a terrible good shit. Terrible comment. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Such good shit. Um, 
Like about UFC or in general? Just in general. Uh, WWE. Uh, so apparently, apparently Vince was using sex to get positions, like these women positions, from what I understand. Like in like cor- in corporate or like for like yeah, match cards. I, I, I guess because someone said they fired him. She she got fired. Uh, sorry, to jump right into that. Yeah, it's like man having sex. <laughs> but uh, our original stance, I think, was like Vince having affairs and a big deal. But I guess I suppose like I suppose like Evan said, still make this a big deal. But if these girls really took the money. Like, if they're going to give back the $3 million a piece for uh, Vince using sex for promotion, and they give, they give, but like, if they took the money in the first place, like, I, I still have a hard time. Like $3 million is a lot of money. So, like, if you're taking $3 million and then trying to stand on, it's like the Browns, if you're trying to stand on the moral high ground at that point, like, it's really tough for me. But I feel like this shit happens all the time in any, workplace thing so i mean like this is i don't like who gives i don't know for me it's just like who cares like it's it's sex work man (laughs) like we had talked about like i mean you're getting paid to have sex with a wrinkly old mcmahon dick and balls it's like whatever (laughs) i I guess rumor has it that vince and linda have been separated anyways for years years um someone brought up um, I guess in the Pat McAfee interview, he said it his former wife, or like he had basically made it sound like he was no longer married. So if that's the case, like, what's the big deal? I mean, I'm pretty sure Vince and Linda have agreed a long time ago that they couldn't stand each other. But right. um, yeah, I mean, again, if 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 at some point one of these women was generally like assaulted or whatever like my heart goes out to you but if, if you took the three million dollars like I, I can't it's basically a prostitution at that point and mm-hmm. like, yeah, everyone's been trying to fight for prostitution being legal anyways right um but am i going to stand up here and defend vince like not really like he, he was fun in the attitude era like right it, it was good while it lasted but like <laughs> No, it's just kind of sad at this point, but yeah, you know. yeah, it's basically the guy that gave his whole life to his company now, like, has no purpose outside of it. So, like, it's sad, but at the same time, like, if you get kicked out and could like move on with his life, then like, good for not good for him because of the situation, I guess, but like, <laughs> good riddance, maybe, yeah, right, right. I'm not gonna say and defend a 75 year old billionaire genetic jackhammer <laughs> king, king oh, of the great man. but like if if you're trying to get me to like say like oh it's terrible that he paid these women three million dollars and had sex with them like uh, if, <laughs> it'd be pretty hard for me if i was single to turn out three million dollars for sex work. <laughs> right all right linda i guess i'll do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Linda you really got me by the balls <laughs> but I, you want that I, raise I, don't I, you <laughs> like I, yes 
Uh, can, can, I have some more, can I have some more porridge, please? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like I said, the whole thing is just like, I feel like it's being made out of this big deal just because everyone hates Vince and WWE and all those AEW fans, over, man. Meanwhile, over in AEW, we're hyping up Wardlow versus uh, Orange oh. Cassidy as like a dream match. Oh, how and what universe why i want i just want to know like all you aew fans that listen to us and talk shit to us on twitter like why why is this a dream match like explain explain to us in the comment section please please as do many tweets as you need but please make it make sense no bro okay real quick when does orange cassidy ever fucking talk apparently he just started like two weeks ago or something also, he's starting to talk now, but like, I guess. is that because like, did, did they finally realize that you're not like the mother, the dude has to talk, like he has to do other stuff besides have his hands in his pocket. Right. I mean, like he, like, how are you going to sell this dream match? If Wardlow's over there, just breaking people or just breaking doors down and just being a, a brute or whatever. And then you're going to have orange Cassidy come out there with his hands in his pocket. Like how I, I just don't I, understand how the hype, like, how are you going to build this up to be like a main event? Like, you guys built Wardlow up as a guy that can take out 10 security guards with no effort. Um, he's power bombing Vance Archer, Symphony power bombing Vance Archer, and like making him look silly. So, why am I going to now expect a guy that's 125 pounds soaking wet to be a threat to? It's different if he's a heel, right? Because then you can. Right. Use heel tactics like distract the ref. One of his buddies can come in and hit him with a chair. Like the there's things gimmicks. you can do at the heel, right? But like, what? What about a face? Orange Cassidy is supposed to make me be like, all right, I'm, I'm, let's see what he got. <laughs> like, is it gonna be like a Rocky thing where Wardlow just tries to just beat the crap out of him the whole match, and he Orange Cassidy stands back up and like, oh, he can't. He has a lot of heart. He has so much. Like some of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, is it gonna be that? I'm, I'm just flabbergasted why this is a dream match or anything I'm supposed to take seriously. If Wardlow is this guy that just destroyed, like, if he, if he doesn't go out there and just squash Orange Cassidy, like, don't, don't. Don't try to make me take him seriously as a, like a this monster hoss threat. Like, yeah. there's no reason he shouldn't be able. It should be over in like a couple of seconds, right? Like it's if, basically Braun Strowman versus Hornswoggle. Ugh. Comedy character versus a legit monster. Yeah, I, I tried to. I tried to. Who's that? What's the name of that guy that like? He, had like the slick back hair, blonde, platinum. Uh, James uh, Ellsworth. He like, yeah, yes. He's basically this is basically James Ellsworth with Braun Strowman. <laughs> James Ellsworth, no, the no chin, James Ellsworth. Oh man, yeah, no, you're right. That's basically what it is. It has so, to like yeah. it has there has to be a squash match, right? Like it can't be anything anything more than a squash match. If, by the way, from what you're saying of how they built Mortal up to be this Brock Lesnar type guy, and then Orange Cassidy being a goof comedy character, like 
I feel like they kind of back themselves into a corner, but then again, I get to see them doing something and AEW fans eat it up anyway because it's their guy, you know? Like, it's our guys. That's probably when, when your boss is jacked up on cocaine. One's jacked up on steroids, one's jacked up on cocaine. But... And he's hugging Cesaro like they've been friends for a long... It's fucking weird, man. I'm going to cuss on this podcast. I don't even give a crap. Sorry. But, like, he's, like, hugging <laughs> that dude and, like, oh, I dreamt about this. Whatever he said, like, come, well, that's that's weird, man. And Cesaro's like, I'm just here for the paycheck, you know? Like, it's whatever. Yeah. He's like, I, I get a little more character uh, freedom, and I've seen the way that you book WWE guys over here as top guys. So, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Just keep put this. <laughs> he's basically Triple H. Am I going fucking over? Okay, good. Don't, don't, don't care what happens. That's meanwhile, thing, meanwhile, uh, they're also sh- someone post. <laughs> Oh God! So mm-hmm. posted that picture of Eddie Kingston. And it's like, oh is, yeah, let's get into that. The definition man. of male, like, dude, I I can't take him seriously. Like, yeah, it, it, uh, you, you guys know how we feel about Eddie Kingston on this podcast. We, me and John, have gone in on him for months, and now it's like a thing to body shame Eddie Kingston. And then they're trying to say how much of a legit tough guy he is. I guess he had some indie wrestler defending him saying, oh, he does kickboxing. He practices Muay Thai. Does he, though? Like, all I can think of is Brian Callen. Brian Callen does boxing. Brian Callen does Muay Thai or some shit. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make him a legit tough guy. Am I I wrong? Am I wrong in thinking that? I've seen seen people, like, try to compare him to Dusty Rhodes. But one of them has been floundering for 20 years and only got a job because his best friend was the top guy in AEW. And one of them had to like fight, scratch and claw and actually be good at what they did to get to where they are. So like if John Moxley wasn't a top guy in AEW, like Eddie Kingston doesn't have a job. No, nobody there can stand it besides John Moxley, apparently. <laughs> like Zaro hates him. Uh, Daniel Bryan hates him. Sam Punk hates him. Like, if, it's, if John Moxley leaves, like, Eddie Kingston's out. I'm sorry. I still don't so, get the appeal of Eddie Kingston, man. I just, just don't understand it. Losing wrestling fans need to see themselves in someone. So, like, I, I gave it up that gym a long time ago. I grew up. Uh, I'm, I'm no longer a child. So, I don't, I don't get hyped when I see someone someone that looks like me right now i'm a 35 year old dad bod okay <laughs> so like i don't i don't got that holy crap that's me it's I me a... <laughs> oh i can see myself in your shoes eddie but also at eddie's age like why is he still talking like he's some dog gangster like you grow up like this that makes it even more sad and embarrassing to me like you're supposed to be he looks like he's like 45 i don't know how old he is but he looks 45 like you coming out here talking like you're you know scarface for real man i just literally been floundering for 20 years in the wrestling business like why is that the guy i'm supposed to respect and take seriously like people keep trying to defend him him, too man like he came to throw a chop gases out (laughs) like it's embarrassing did you read that thread that you sent me about like how that it was like an indie wrestler trying to defend him saying like he knew him and stuff and like how 
if Eddie Kingston was so overweight and out of shape, how could he do all these hour-long grudge matches or gimmick matches? Because he rests between everything. Yeah, like if you're going to be thrown off a cage through tables, you're going to be fucking laying there for like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, right? Like, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just sad. Even Even that cage match, he was the last one in the match. Why do you think that is? He wouldn't have been able to make it through the whole match and do all the spots. Right. He, he would have he would have thrown poor Simon Guevara like 10 feet short of the tables. <laughs> would have been huh. God rest his soul, another Owen Hart situation out here. God dog. Uh yeah, and then I just and they uh, still they still they still would have praised Eddie Kingston like, ah, Sammy should have known better. Did you see people trying to compare that to Mick Foley? Yeah. It's so stupid, man. I'm sorry. This is gonna be an iconic moment in professional wrestling history. And it's like you guys throw people off cages literally every week. What? <laughs> the, reason, the reason it's a big deal when Mick Foley did it because nobody did it at the time. Oh, like, nobody. Yeah, nobody now, did. It was like a like a kind of like a Jericho, rarity. Because Jericho got thrown through and often the same exact match got thrown off the cage through cardboard box state stairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you guys have totally ruined any. It's a spot that. Literally anybody does in AEW now. Yeah, it's, everybody does it. It's, <laughs> even, it's becoming even like hot, a rest or like a like a sleeper. Even the hot dog vendor. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like you said, a wrestle at this point. Like, oh, we need a break. Then the commercial thrown through a table. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it, I don't know, man. It's this ADHD wrestling, ADD wrestling to me. Even Eddie or even Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, this shit's not for me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, like we talked about this uh, a couple episodes previously, like with all the injuries that Kenny Omega has right now, like it's because of the shit that he's been doing. We talked about it. You talked about it, like how it's always like big spot, big spot, big spots. That's going to catch up with you. And now Kenny, we talk, I think we talked about it last episode, last episode where like he's contemplating retirement. Yeah. Like one well, of the reasons he's doing that because he's injured. Like he doesn't right. really want to do that stuff again. Right. But we don't know, man. Go go praise Adam Cole or whatever or whatever you guys were saying last time. Like, oh, Adam oh, Cole can do it all. How dare you bring up Adam Cole? You're just body shaming him now. Well, I mean, if you're going to be on TV in a sport like that where, you yeah. know. If you were literally paid to look like a tough guy that could beat somebody up, then yeah. That's why Eddie Kingston's there. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know, bro. How do, what do you think, man? <sighs> I, I just, I'm just wrestling right now. It's just like I, we crap on AEW, but like it's not like WWE is like, yeah, like what are I'm they fine. doing right now? Listen, listen, Austin Theory or Theory being pushed is like, that's fine. Like, mm. that's what Money in the Bank is supposed to be for. It's supposed to be putting over these young guys that mm-hmm. have no way to the title now. Austin Theory has a way to the title. Like, that's fine. And when Dolph Ziggler will be a fun feud, like, it sucks for Ziggler because probably another one he loses, but I mean, it's a good rub for Theory him being in a feud with a vet like Ziggler. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll have some really good matches. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns part two hundred, like yeah, yeah, like, no, not not interested. <laughs> and like the problem with doing a last man standing match is like, if Brock loses this, and like, if Roman beats him clean. Or whatever, whatever between themselves. Like, how am I? Unless, like, uh, even if Austin Theory cashes in on him, like, 
Roman should then come back and squash him. I mean, right. They kind of back themselves in a the corner with this, but then like, if you have the bloodline, like Lesnar should never be down for more than, I mean, he's kicked out at three before after getting like five finishers. Right. So like, what are they going to do the spot where they use a forklift? Forklift and a skid? Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. No, they'll, they'll do a callback where they handcuff him to something and they can't get the lock open. That's what's going to happen. They're going to David Blaine him and then drop him in a tank of water. Yeah, why not? Put him in a straight jacket. But Paul Heyman is yeah. going to try to fumble for the keys and just it'll be this whole snob fest because that's usually how it goes. But like I said, yeah. one of the reasons we dog on AEW is because you guys are supposed to be the future. Like, we're now when Vince is finally gone, like they WWE has new leadership, like we'll start crapping on them. But, like, I mean, there's no reason to kick a dead horse, right? Um, the things that are going well are well, like Seth Barlins is always golden every week. Um, our truth is always fun. Walter or Gunther is pretty cool, it's nice seeing him. Um, I wonder who's the other the other cats in NXT right now. Carmelo Hayes is that who that yeah. that kid is? He's pretty yeah. good. I mean, there's they got a, a lot of young talent to work with here soon. So I mean, I feel like I don't know if if the rumors are true or Triple H is back. And he's, I mean, we're all just waiting for Vince to leave. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it comes down to. Like, there's no reason to harp on WWE because it's just. Stuck with a guy that's been there for 40 years. AEW, yep. like, the re- reason we give you guys crap is because you guys tout this as, like, re- wrestling revival and, like, FTR is fighting the Briscoes when they should be taking the titles from the Young Bucks, you know? Briscoes. You guys keep saying, like, they're, you guys keep saying how FTR is, like, one of the best tag teams in the world and they're fighting on Ring of Honor. So it'd be like, it'd be like the Usos being on NXT. Like, All right. Are they really the best tag team if they're fighting the development or like the, you know, G League? Yeah, yeah, yep. Like it's, exactly. it's something you gotta say to justify the treatment of FTR. Like that's cool they have all these like titles from other companies, but like they were the top guys that'd be the title holders in your company. So don't 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 show them the truth that that harshly, John. Come on. I mean, you know, sorry. I mean, yeah, they're totally respected. They have Japan's tag titles and ROH. Or they'll come after you and call you uh, E Drone and uh, uh, I don't even know the names anymore. Just E Drone. Something stupid. Something that, I don't know, man. And AEW Igget. There you go. Something like that. (laughs) for There you go. Something like that. That's how the world is right now. Our times, daddy. Our times. Our times, daddy. Oh, so what do you think, man? You ready to wrap this beautiful podcast up? Yeah, let's put a bow on it. And uh, sorry we've been away for so long, but it's a lot of moving parts right now. Off-season, off-season Steelers, moving parts, you know. My boy John's busy. I'm busy with work. We got it's, hard, a lot of... it's, hard, it's hard being a girl dad, baby girl dad. You just turned eight months, so I'm flies. Yeah, yeah, no, it's as a father too. You know how it goes. I haven't slept, man, since like Friday, Thursday. Been we've been getting. Busy <laughs> I thought you were I haven't slept since I uh, had short. <laughs> well, that too. Kids <laughs> a little monster. 
became a dad. Yeah, no, it's that's actually very true. Like I, I'm that's wrinkly true. and I have raccoon eyes now. So yeah, you know, have kids though. Who? <laughs> well, anyways, on that note, uh, thank you to all the kids. Uh, we are our kids on this podcast. Uh, so we look forward to being your father hero figures and bringing this podcast to you as often as we can. Hopefully, we'll be more consistent now. Uh, I think we got. I think Friday. Remember? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we also have a special coming out on Friday with. What's the uh, Belly Up Network? Yeah, Belly Up Media or Network. Um, Sorry, I'm terrible. Belly sure Up Media. Yeah. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern? Nine, yeah. Yep. 9 p.m. It's just Friday, 9 o'clock Eastern. So, so make sure you check us out. We'll probably drop a link. I'm sure they'll give us the link to drop. Yeah. So make sure you check out uh, SSN underscore Steelers or uh, the You Tell Me Pod 1 uh, Twitter pages to catch that link. And we're going to be talking everything Steelers. So get ready for that. Anything else you'd like to add? Nope, man. I just uh, thank you for the continued support, everybody. We love you all. Oh, yeah. We're very excited. We're very excited for the upcoming opportunity and uh, continuing this journey with you all. So thank you for everything. We couldn't do this without you. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't be a Vince McMahon, everybody. <laughs> or Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> be a Najee Harris. Or a Pat Fryermuth. Or a Pat. Patty. All right. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you Friday. And make sure you follow our Twitter pages uh, for that link. All right, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.